What's up guys? Welcome back to another daily Bible reading snapshot. Today in the book of Numbers, we're studying Numbers 8, 9, and 10. Now in Numbers chapter 8, we see the Levites again are kind of set apart to do the service that they're going to do. One of the things we find out here is that God wanted these Levites to serve him for 25 years. That was kind of their term of service. So the ones that would serve, they would, when they turned 25, that's when they would officially start serving with the tabernacle and the tent of meeting and all those things. They'd start serving at 25 years old and they would serve for 25 more years. So they retired at 50 years old, which seems kind of like an early retirement, but um, I don't know, that, that's what it says. So they, not that you're retired completely from all your work. These Levites, when they turned 50, they didn't go on vacation and, and not work or anything. They surely were doing some kind of work but they weren't working this special job of working with the temple, or not the temple at this point, the tabernacle and the tent of meeting. They weren't doing those special things after they turned 50 or before they turned 25. So the ones doing the special work were between 25 years old and 50 years old. So that's what we see here. Also in chapter nine, we see something really cool. It's the first Passover celebration, or really it's the second Passover, but it's the first time it's celebrated after the actual event. So what that means is it has been one Full year since the Exodus. So the book of Leviticus and all the things described there, this is all given really fast. If you think about the flow of all the history of the Bible, this is a lot of information for a very short amount of time. If you remember the book of Genesis, that covered so much history, right? I mean, even a journey for, you know, when Joseph was in Egypt and his brothers were coming back and forth and back and forth. I mean, that was taking like a year or two. So a lot has happened in one year. A ton has happened here. So the Passover celebrated. They're doing it exactly like God wants them to. And he says, if you don't do it like I want you to, just know there's going to be consequences for that kind of disobedience. He says, even if people are journeying or they're, they're traveling, make sure they spend time celebrating the Passover. And it says the cloud uh, of God's presence covered the tabernacle and led them where they needed to go. So one full year has taken place since the Exodus. I mean, that's that's amazing when you think about how much happened in a year. Now, chapter 10 describes when they leave Mount Sinai. So they've made it to Mount Sinai. They've been there for a long time. Moses was up on the mountain talking to God, comes down, the golden calf situation, he gives the book of Leviticus, all that information and everything we've covered here. They've put the tribal, uh, the tribes in a certain arrangement around the tent of meeting. Now, it's been a year, they're going to leave. Uh, it hasn't been a year since they've been to Mount Sinai, by the way. It's been a year since the Passover. So maybe, I don't know, eight, nine, ten months since they've been at Mount Sinai. So that's what happens here in, in chapter 10. So we're building up to them getting into the action. And you might be thinking, I thought you said this was the action book. Well, we've made it past most of the numbers. Now we're looking at most of the action. So they're going to go forward and they're going to leave Mount Sinai and go take the promised land. But if you know how the story goes, you know there's some bumps along the way. So we'll get into that tomorrow. But let's look at the New Testament real fast. The New Testament book we're looking at has been the, the book of Mark. We're starting Mark chapter 5 today. We see an interesting scene that gives a lot of people a lot of questions about a man who has demons. It says he doesn't just have like a single um, evil spirit that was in him. It was like there was legion. There was like many of them in this man. In this interesting scene, we see Jesus cast out this demon, not demon, but multiple, and they're sent into pigs. And it's not because Jesus 
like had this plan, oh, I'm gonna you know take out all those pigs right now. We're gonna kill all those pigs. That wasn't the point. But these demons, they recognize the power of Jesus. They see Jesus and they know exactly who he is, which is also an amazing thing. Think about that. All the forces of Satan, they know exactly who Jesus is. They know exactly what he's there to do. They, they get it and they want to stop that. And here they're afraid because these demons are afraid because they don't want to be sent out into the abyss. They don't want to be held in captivity. Now that's like, well, what kind of captivity would these demons be held in? Well, it seems like from what the rest of the Bible teaches that there are some demons that are right now held in a prison, so to speak, and they're not allowed by God to be on the earth or to tempt people. They are held. A few of them are held. So they're like, we don't want to join that group of people. We've heard what you did to them. Please don't don't let us be part of them. So Jesus sends them into the pigs and they die. Uh, the pigs die. So the spirits go and they do something else. Um, that's kind of weird, right? And you might think, well, what happened to the guy who had the demons in him? Well, it says he turned to Jesus and he wanted to follow Jesus. And Jesus said, I don't want you to follow me. At least I don't want you to come and be a part of this group. I have another job for you to do. He says, I want you to go home and tell your friends and everybody how much the Lord has done for you and how much mercy he's had on you. So it says the man went away and he began to proclaim in the Decapolis, which are 10 cities, 10 Gentile cities on the eastern side of the Sea of Galilee. He goes and tells everybody how much Jesus had done for him. And it says everyone marveled. He didn't, doesn't just say that he went and told people about Jesus and they said, ah, you're crazy. What are you talking about? It says people marveled. They were amazed because they remembered who this guy was before and they were amazed at all that Jesus had done for them. You know, this scene of a man having demons cast out of him and completely changed is a, there's a helpful parallel to our lives. Those of us who have lived sinful lives and people knew us as sinful people, it says now here, if Jesus changes you and saves you, that right there, that change can be a powerful testimony is what we call it. We testify to what Jesus did to us in saving us. We should take every opportunity we can to share what God has done in our lives and say, you know what? Jesus is willing to do that to your life too. He's willing to save you too if you, you call on his name and ask him to save you and turn from all your sins. Jesus is willing to do that to us today as well. So we need to be faithful just like this guy was faithful to tell people what Jesus did for him. We need to be faithful to tell people what Jesus has done for us. So let that be an encouragement to you today to think, who should I tell Who should I tell the gospel to today? Who do I need to share that message um, of salvation with today? And if you look for those people, you will probably find those people just even today. So that's today's Daily Bible Reading. Thanks for joining us. See you back tomorrow for another Daily Bible Reading Snapshot. Thank you.